0: Hey, how's it going everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Backhand Banter. I'm your host, Sean Mithil, and today I'm going to talk about the two men's semifinal matches of the Miami Open and talk about the upcoming final between Yannick Sinner, who's looking to win his first Masters 1000 title, and Daniil Medvedev, who is looking to keep this run he's on alive, and to maybe win a fourth title already this year. Without any further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, now I'd like to first start off with one of the semifinal matches, Yannick Sinner vs. Carlos Alcaraz. Now, it's been very evident that Alcaraz has this incredible game that very few people can beat. It has very few holes in it, and Alcaraz just doesn't have too many weaknesses that opponents can exploit on a regular basis. But Sinner played a very intelligent and well-executed match, and that's why he was able to beat him. Now, Sinner knows you can't just move Alcaraz and expect an error. His defensive game is too good, and then you could try to grind with him, but there's probably only one person in the world who can grind with him, and that's Novak Djokovic. It's very hard to just sit in a point with him from the baseline and rally with him, because, again, Alcaraz is just too good at it. And Sinner executed a certain plan very well. He was able to Put Alcaraz on the run, but obviously Alcaraz's defensive game is very good, so he's going to get to those balls. So what Center did is he would slowly work his way into the net, because this shortens the amount of time Alcaraz then has to get to every ball. You have to make sure though when you're doing this that you're not missing, because every free point you give away is just a wasted opportunity that you had. So keeping those unforced errors down is very crucial to beating Alcaraz. Now, when Alcaraz is on the run, and Sinner's working his way in, eventually Alcaraz isn't going to be able to get to every ball, uh, or eventually the ball isn't going to be good enough, because you keep taking time away from him. And since Sinner was already at the net, or at least coming into the net, he was there to finally take advantage of that weak ball and put it away. Essentially, the most effective thing that you can do to beat Alcaraz is to cut off his time. Take away time from him, and this is going to remove his level of comfort. When Alcaraz is playing these other guys like Fritz or Tommy Paul, he just looks too comfortable, and he's playing too comfortable because his ball is putting Fritz, he's put and he's putting Tommy Paul on the defensive end. He's making these guys, he's making his opponent always feel uncomfortable and always be on the defensive end. You do not want to be on the defensive end playing Alcaraz because at that point, you might as well say goodbye to the match because it's over, because Alcaraz is just going to put you to sleep then. Sinner's ball quality, though, enables him to not get taken advantage of off just his average rally ball. Alcaraz just can't attack Sinner's ball because the ball quality is too high. And that's another good and very important element to Sinner's game is that his ball quality is very high off his forehand and his backhand side and as a result this hinders Alcaraz's offensive game meaning that Alcaraz can't attack Sinner as much as he would attack his previous opponents. One thing that Alcaraz needed to do better for sure when playing Sinner is that he needs to get his first serve percentage up. His first serve percentage in the second set was 59% and in the third set it was only 50%. Now, yes, I get it, he was cramping, but you can't expect to get away with such a low serve percentage and cramping, it happens. And this especially doesn't help in the second set, for example, with the 59 first serve percentage, he also only won 33% of his second serve points. You cannot get away with missing too many first serves against Sinner. Because he is going to hurt you off your second serve, and then keep pressuring you as he comes into net, and he's going to make you feel pain. So keeping that first serve percentage up, especially when playing center, is going to be very crucial to beating him. Because center is going to pressure you off of your second serve. So you need to make sure you're getting as many first serves in as possible. Now I'd like to talk about the other semifinal match, Daniil Medvedev versus Karen Khachanov. Now let's start with Hatchinoth. Uh this year his results have been honestly pretty good. He semifinaled in the Australian Open. He obviously just semifinaled in Miami. Um but obviously there were Dubai and Indian Wells where he lost in the first round and the second round to players that I think that he should have beaten. But obviously it's great to see him making a far Miami, and hopefully we'll see similar results throughout uh the rest of the year. But one thing that I just haven't seen him do enough is play guys in the top 10. Um, he just hasn't had the opportunity to. Obviously, he beat Sitsipas in Miami, but Sitsipas is still injured and dealing with that. So I'm not going to count that necessarily. And he just lost to Medvedev. I think that other than Sitsipas, the highest ranked player that Hatchinoff played was uh, Francisco Serendolo, who is still outside the top 30. So He really wasn't given the chance to play somebody who is in the top 10, other than Pons, who, again, I said I'm not really counting that fully. Uh, But a win is a win, so, I mean, good for him for still making it to the semifinals. But one thing that I want to see is I want to see him play guys like Medvedev more. I want to see him play people like Yannick Sinner more or Taylor Fritz more. He's beaten these—he's beaten, like, Rublev and— fritz before but he hasn't played these guys in forever so i just wish that like upcoming into the uh, clay swing that we can see and play these guys because it'll give us a good indication of where he is level wise and if maybe he could break into the top 10 this year because he's like 16 in the world right now so it could definitely be a goal for him and that's really what he needs to be able to do if he can beat these guys in the top 10 those are the people standing in his way from winning tournaments like Miami consistently. He, these are the people that are going to stop him, and once he can beat these guys, then he's going to have much better results. Now for Medvedev, well, he's been on a roll lately. He's lost a total of three matches this year, and he's won three titles already, Dubai, Doha, and Rotterdam. He's been keeping up the same momentum in Miami, and obviously just beating Karen Hatchnov, shows that Medvedev's ready to keep this streak alive. Now, in their match, in my opinion, Kachinov played a pretty decent match. He was able to keep Medvedev playing and was just able to stay in the point. Uh, That's why the first set was so close and why he was able to win the second set. Kachinov was patient and he waited for the right opportunity to attack. And when that opportunity presented itself, then he pounced and capitalized. He wasn't too aggressive, which is a very good thing. He was... That helps him mitigate the amount of unforced errors he has. And he also wasn't too passive. He was not letting Medvedev hurt him. He was keeping Medvedev back, keeping the ball deep. Uh, This was very crucial for Kachanov because he was able to hold a neutral rally uh, just long enough to wait until the right moment. And then the third set is where things kind of fell apart. Uh, At uh, at 2-1, Medvedev. Kachanov got broken, and that was just due to Kachanov's unforced errors. There wasn't really a good enough reason there. It was just errors on Kachanov's part. Another thing that Kachanov should have done better in the third set was he should have increased the number of points he wins on his second serve and reduced the number of second serve points that Mevedev wins. Mevedev won 78% of his second serve points to the 57% of Kachanov's second serve points won. Being able to attack Medvedev's second serve is going to help keep Medvedev back and off of the offensive end, and this is going to increase the chance of Kachanov breaking Medvedev back. But with, the 78%, with Medvedev winning 78% of his second serve points, uh, that just shows that Kachanov needs to put Medvedev on the defensive end off of his second serve and... Not let Medvedev get away with that amount of second serve points won. Now, I think that the final between Yannick Sinner and Daniil Medvedev is going to be a very exciting match. Yes, Yannick Sinner has never beaten Daniil Medvedev. He's 0-5 against him. Granted, all those matches are on indoor hardcourt, so this is outdoor hardcourt is going to be a little bit different. But I don't think we should be focusing on the surface, really. If Sinner plays like he did against Alcaraz, I think he's going to have a very good shot at winning. The one thing that Sinner cannot do against Medvedev is give away too many points for free. He needs to reduce his unforced errors because when he's attacking Alcaraz and he's putting Alcaraz on the run and putting Alcaraz under pressure, he's still missing too much when he's doing that. Granted, he's on the offensive end, but when you're doing this against Medvedev, you still can't miss. He had 26 unforced errors against Alcaraz, uh, but Alka is also at 27. Medvedev is not going to let Sinner get away with missing too much. Sinner's strategy should be to stay in the point with Medvedev long enough and make sure he doesn't get too greedy. He does not want to just go for something that isn't there. He needs to wait until the opportunity is there, just like what Kachanov did. And without missing, that's the key part here, he just can't miss when he's attacking medvedev and then without missing Sinner can attack medvedev and hurt him he needs to play very similar to how kachanov played which was keeping medvedev deep sticking in the point waiting for the opportunity and pouncing on it definitely does not want to get too greedy doesn't want to get too passive needs to be a very similar game plan that kachanov had just needs to execute it a little bit better Sinner obviously also needs to have a high first serve percentage uh, coupled with a low amount of unforced errors and the one thing that I think he should do that Kachanov didn't do was capitalize off Medvedev's second serve and every second serve that you get from Medvedev take that as an opportunity to get a break against him and if he does that, then I think Sinner is going to have a very good shot at winning his first Masters 1000. Something that is well overdue in my opinion. As for Mevedev, he needs to make sure that he covers the court like a beast. He especially needs to make sure that he just can't give away free opportunities uh, for Sinner to attack. He just needs to keep that ball deep, keep it just... Away from Sinner. Do not let Sinner get any opportunity. Uh, If Sinner loses that offensive end, then Medvedev is going to be in a lot better shape. Yeah, And if Sinner is going to gain that offensive end, he better earn it. That's what Medvedev needs to be thinking, and he needs to make sure he executes that too. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I think that we are going to have a new Masters 1000 champion in this seemingly exciting final That's my opinion, at least. But is playing really well, so anything can happen. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.